Welcome to This Is Not A Green Room, the podcast where we talk to friends and comedians of New York Comedy Club. Today, our wonderful guest is and Tone actors. Bell. Yeah, oh, and actor, yeah. And yeah, actor. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you got the triumvirate of Nick, Rachel, and Amy with you for the hosts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we were just having a really funny conversation <laughs> that I'm going to bring here. Why, why do so many people bring prostitutes to comedy shows? <laughs> I, this is a Let's weird do way thing. to start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you see it on the road too? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it has to be like I think more uh, like progressive cities. Yeah. But like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you, and you can, t- you know, like you said a second ago, you can tell, you can definitely tell yeah. when uh, someone has been um, their time has been purchased. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the most disinterested people of everything. It's so funny too because it's like, oh, this person is like doing a nice thing, kind of creating this sort of pseudo date, but also the hooker is always so not interested in anything and she's the always getting liquored up like crazy oh, and yeah. the guy doesn't drink yeah because she knows what well, she has to do yeah, after she, this exactly, she's got to sleep with this bozo yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just oh. rented her mouth so like oh, i mean that's not untrue <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm here i mean like if, if you know you got to do this i mean wouldn't you just take advantage of free drinks and like not have to remember it yeah you know what i mean also like oh, i think totally. it's i think it's weird like when i'm on the road and if i'm doing an hour yeah it makes more sense to bring it to a show yeah. Where like a comic is doing that, like you only gonna see three acts. But if you get like, man, you getting eight, nine acts on a show. Yeah, man, one of those people might bring up prostitution. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then it gets a little dicey. I would think. Uh huh. Do you think there's that much like rationale involved when they pick? Yeah. Which show to go to? Oh no, I mean oh, no, no, I don't no, think no, they I'm, think oh, it. No, no, no. Oh, they exactly. I'm mean, saying like, oh, you're gonna get an unpleasant surprise on this day. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> like you might be having a great time. to halfway through, like you get the wrong comic. Or the right comic, mm-hmm. and that could that could severely be like you just like see a chick give like three hundred bucks back like not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> or a comic doing crowd work. So how do you guys know each other? Well, they probably don't pay first either. Now that I'm thinking about it, you got to probably pay at the end. Yeah, I'm not paying. So. I'm not paying. Well, a down payment and then a deposit. That, yeah, is there a deposit? Wow, is this the how drinks, it goes? Are the drinks of <laughs> the deposit. I guess that's true. Yeah, I I, I shelled out for these tickets and drinks. That's yeah. my deposit. I'm, I don't put on the deposit. I have no until idea. I make, by the until way, I, I, make just want, I just want to clarify <laughs> that sure, I'm just assuming. Pal. I have no idea how to go about purchasing someone's time. Yeah. Cooch. I mean, Cooch. I wonder though too, because like you know, fancy fancy prostitutes are the ones that are coming to our show. Like they have agencies set up. There's like yeah. a whole legitimate business of the thing. I mean, it's illegal, but you know, like there, there's probably something where you have like a card on file. You know what I mean? Like you're I mean, a for classy. customer. Yeah, for classy. Yeah. The, yeah. Bar, the bar I DJed at that had the mechanical bull. <laughs> a lot of hookers. Ooh. They would go there to, and pick up clients. Ah, they'd, oh. ride, they'd ride the mechanical bull, <laughs> yeah. all sexy like, and they'd always ask for me to play Pony by Genuine. Like no. <laughs> No, so we we save that for special. They gotta cases. advertise. You yeah. gotta, yeah. You gotta play phone. Like advertise. But yeah, exactly. I was like, well, I should get like a cutback for this. You, you know, like crazy. I'm sorry to cut you off, Nick. Uh, my friend went to the Tony Robbins seminar mm-hmm. in Florida, where it's like two days long, and they don't even give you a break. She said there was nothing but hookers walking back and forth, taking bathroom breaks because all they know all the husbands are out of town. For like days at a time with time to kill. Solid marketing. Oh my god. She was like, it was fucking wild. She's like, it was so distracting. She's like, it was so hard to focus. I was hoping that you were gonna say that all these hookers were at the Tony Robbins (laughs) seminar. They are like being being like no, they're like inside listening. Like like trying to get their shit together. Yeah, like (laughs) like, thank you, Mr. Robbins. I'm not gonna hook no more. (laughs) I needed this. You spoke to me. And it touched my heart in my in my mind. 
And you know what? I'm done with these dicks. You know what? I'm done with these dicks. I'm going to respect my body. I mean, there's, but you know, those, those seminars are expensive, though, so they had to work to get there. That's true. And then they're like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, it's a couple thousand I to get it. in. Can we tag Tony Robbins in this one, though? Just, just <laughs> also, he like in jail or and something He just now? got in trouble not too long yeah. ago. For, yeah. I'm, I'm not ex- clear what the story was. It was a big Me Too thing. But, yeah, but Prostitution it was like, hope. no, but he was, he was, it had to do with like some, oh, some, and also his some staff. women he, he was, was like, yeah, he was super abusive to his staff, not just sexually, but also like he was one of those bosses that would be like, you're going to work for 12 hours. Don't you dare take a pee break. Get my coffee. And he would like, I don't think he would hit people per se, but you know, it was like horrible huh. boss. We don't know that he didn't. Yeah, alleged. He didn't, alleged. We don't know if he st- struck anyone, yeah. but but he definitely was like doing some creepy shit. Yeah, to like. And there were definitely like subordinate women who he would like basically force to have sex. He was with motivating those jobs. panties off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I, let me give you some words of wisdom. You so you roll those draws Robinson, down. You don't think there's something really wrong with that guy? I mean, really, really I, wrong. I, I've always, honestly, I've always thought it it was like. Oh shit! I'm sorry. Oh shit! I thought that was me. Um, <laughs> I I I've always thought it was like, it's he's still a powerful dude, and yeah. at a certain point, you go like, man, this dude. Like people want to hear his words. Mm-hmm. It's like being a pastor. Yeah. Anytime like you're that, you know, like, like you you're seen as like a god to people. Yeah. yeah. It's it's man those oh, yeah. man those mouths start watering. Uh huh. <laughs> I know it is crazy. Like it doesn't matter what kind of power you have, whether it's political power, money power, or like god power, basically. Where you'd think like, oh, this is a good upstanding person. It's like at a certain level of power, everyone turns into a monster. Yeah, I mean, like, and and because you turn to a monster because everyone in that position will have a groupie of some sort. Yeah, and then you get, I mean, you you followers. Yeah, so you get that follower surrounded by people who kind of build this world for you, where you are like a god, and you sort of lose touch with like what's normal because you have to keep yourself convinced of the bullshit that you're spewing 100 yeah. but also yeah. i think everybody has it easier than comedians when it comes to groupies <laughs> why i think i do i'm 100 percent they because because we're the only we're the only position that still has to do what we do off the clock for you to keep it wet you know what i mean like athletes okay. don't have to keep playing ball like he doesn't have to keep being motivational. They just want to be in his presence. But a comic has to still be funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Afterwards, like on stage, great. You're, you're salivating. You I get. Think they, you got them already. Once they're following no, man. you off the stage if and they're hanging out, if you don't, if you don't go straight home, I mean, like depending on your fame level, of course. Mm. Yeah. But like, but if it's like if you're like mid level or like or not as well known, I think you got you got to keep turning that shit on yeah. to laugh those draws off. If, if, there, if there's a girl in the audience, <laughs> if there's a girl in the audience who doesn't know who you are and makes the decision, ooh, he's funny, I'm going to fuck him, you got to keep that funny. You, got, I you mean, cannot be like, you know what, I just want to turn it off and relax a little bit. She's like, uh-uh. Yeah. That's why you only get pussy at late shows. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be doing at 8 o'clock. I can't be, I can't give you four hours more material till midnight till we decide <laughs> if we're going to make this bad decision. I mean, you better come to an 11.45 set. Yeah. <laughs> so by 12.15, we can be in an Uber. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so that's now we're talking about groupies. So you you know, you know, work in L.A. and New York, but you work on the road a lot yeah. as well. Uh, like, is that different? Because obviously, you know, there's a different scene in L.A. and New York. And yeah. people have, you know, they live nearby. But there's so much stuff to do. Whereas, like, if you're in Des Moines, like... Is it some weird thing where like a bunch of people just hang out 
at the front bar after the show. I mean, if or... it's if it's like if it's like a mall club, you know, like yeah. the clubs that are in malls, not as easy because like we're gonna like hang out at the TGI Fridays afterwards. Like it's just <laughs> it's just not as. And then everything is thirty minutes away. Yeah. So it's like I can talk myself out of when to hang out with people, and also like I don't one I don't trust chicks on the road. Yeah. But that's a you can't. Well, everybody knows the rule. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm about to I give out I secrets. I did not mean to go down. <laughs> Please, because I didn't mean to back you into this can't corner. Trust chicks what's the difference? Can't, you don't show. Oh, well, I, I don't. I mean, I know. I mean, everybody. You know, everybody's had their experience. I mean, and I've not that I haven't, but like in the last few years, probably the last like three or four years, I don't. I'm very like well, when I'm kind of, I'm serial monogamous. So I'm always kind of in a relationship because I stay safer that way. But also, mm-hmm. there's a, there's not a, there's not a way for me to. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this shit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't trust it because I, I if if I check your Instagram or mm-hmm. whatever and like you, everybody knows and women have the same attribute to men. But it's like, I, you have to have something to like, you're gonna gain something from me. Yeah. Versus like it being equal. So like you're, you can't, you can't fuck fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta have like some kind of level because they because they put you on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And then like if you go home with a chick who's like wants to be with you because like if. Everybody knows that if 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 you meet a chick on Thursday and you go home with a girl on Thursday, yeah. she's coming to every Friday, show. Saturday, she's coming to Saturday. And she's coming, like yeah. you have a girlfriend for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a if you come to the first show on Friday, like then they want to hang out for the second. You know, I was like, no, nah, I can't. Yeah. If I do end up linking up with somebody, it has to be Sunday. <laughs> Sunday late show. And I'm and I'm leaving Monday. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but also I just I mean I feel like a lot of times like career wise, I'm just. I put myself in a position to go, if I can't get Kelly pregnant yeah. in in fucking Des Moines. Yeah. Like I I because you're gonna come up. You know what I mean? Like and I can't I feel like an NBA rookie sometimes. Like I can't afford <laughs> I can't afford to fuck this girl. Cause if she gets pregnant and I gotta hang out with you for the rest of my life, you know what it's I mean? Or at least impact your job. Yeah, yeah. I got I'm not I'm not I'd rather just turn it down and just go to the bar. So like I'll just I just go to a dive bar where I can't get in any trouble. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like nobody there. Like it's very chill. Yeah. I mean, I hang out. I hang out with the comedy club staff because you can't fuck yeah. staff. So it's like it's easier. to- How with that attitude? There, there are some club owners around the country that's like, oh man, one of the servers really. You're like, dude, yeah. you can't be a pimp too. No, what are you doing? Don't, don't put me on this. Like, yeah, she's cute, and I, and not that I wouldn't. Like, she looks great, but I'm not. No. No, oh man, I'm like, yo, you didn't get the right manager training. Yeah, you supposed to be like, do not fuck my servers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. Well, that's that's probably because he doesn't have all the money he was supposed to pay you. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> we agreed oh, on five hundred. I'm only but, got three. Uh, and over there. Yeah. That's what it was like. No, I'm a Venmo you. <laughs> 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 no, no, let's, let's get rid of all these contracts and, and, and like W nines, man. What's your worst like road horror story? I've heard so many of like not getting paid or getting shorted or getting like something different. Ha- like, oh no, you've got to drive yourself from the airport. I mean, that's not. The I mean, that thing, happens. But... That ha- I mean, they're, they're like they're usually they try to forget to pay you for taking your Uber or something. Like it's uh-huh. it's like forty minutes out from the airport. So like they're like, oh, just take a car, we'll give it back to you. Then you have to go like, did you put that in a check? Oh, oh yeah, right. Can I just give you cash? Like, yes, I prefer that, but you were not going to give it to me at all. Um, but just like I guess my worst road story, not about being paid, but I did um I did is it Dead Crow? I think it's Dead Crow now down in Wilmington, and this is like two years ago, and 
Uh, this is like disjointed. It just come out. So like there was kind of like people were coming out because because um, my half was maybe out a year. I'd just done something else with Comedy Central. And then uh, so like people were starting to pick up on like who I was. And this dude like really loved disjointed. He was in the military and my character was a veteran. And so uh, this dude was like, man, can I smoke a joint with you? And I was like, wait till the end of the night. His girlfriend was a local comic there. And I was like, all right, we had had a bunch of drinks. And I still to this day don't know if it was my drink or this joint. But he was like, dude, I got some crazy weed and I know you uh you live in LA but like you got to try this shit and I was like end of the night and dude I smoked this joint with this dude and we're like in a we're like just passing around I hit two hits maybe and I was like all right dude I'm gonna go back to the hotel and it was like eight blocks away and I start walking and I have never felt like this in my life like I start walking and I go I can see the hotel it's right there but I gotta call a car <laughs> so I so I called an Uber and then it was a two way street. I called an Uber. Did he laugh at you? Huh? <laughs> well, I had walked out like I'm walking by myself now because I don't trust. And Rojo was with me. I don't know where Ro was at the time. So like, but I'm like I'm going. I'm 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 heading out. I think he had already left. Maybe he already went back to the hotel. And um, I'm like walking back and I call a car, getting this Uber. And then the lady who picked me up is is driving the opposite direction of the hotel. And I'm like, I can see it. Why are we going away? So now I'm paranoid as fuck. <laughs> and I was like, um, she was like, I got it. And I'm looking at her, look at me in the rearview mirror. So now I'm par- I'm like, I'm like, yeah, look at the road, lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, don't look at me. I'm fine. I'm fine back here. Just go the right direction. <laughs> and so, so I was like, I got out the car. I was like, I'm freaked the fuck out. I think yeah. you're going the wrong direction. So I hopped out. I was like, just drop me off right here. I saw sirens. I saw a fire truck. And I was like, I'm walking towards some officials. Some people with badges. So I start walking that way. And I was like, I should be fine. This is There's like authority figures over here. Some cops were over there. And I was like, I'm just going to walk this direction. I'll tell them I'm a comedian. I can't get in trouble for being high as a comedian. They can they, they can look at the way. I just, I mean, that's how the law works. <laughs> but it's the only thing that made sense to me at the time. So I'm like, hey, we're allowed to do drugs. And and uh, and so then I walk past. And I'm like, uh, so I get to like this um, where I see the hotel, clear shot of hotel again. And then I see these three dudes standing on the corner. And I think they know. I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I think they know I'm fucked up. Yeah. And so then I walk past them, and I as I pass them, they start walking my direction. So I'm like, oh fuck, man, I'm about to get jumped. They can tell I'm high. I don't look like I have money, but I'm I'm wearing a Casio for a reason. They shouldn't be following me. <laughs> and and then I I make a right, and then they make a right, and then I just get a clear shot to the hotel in the next block, and I I literally. I take off running. Like I'm running. <laughs> I take off running to the hotel. I call the police on myself. Okay. <laughs> I call the police on myself. I'm running and shoot. They're like, where are you? And I was like, that's why I called you. Track my phone. <laughs> and so then I, but like the hotel is like, there's like two flights of steps up to the, to the yeah. lobby of the hotel. And I'm like, I'm like, I book it up one flight of steps. I turn, I look. They're not behind me, but I still book it up the other other side. But then I walk into the lobby like nothing's ever happened. I walk to the lobby. I go, good evening. And then I walk to the elevator. Walk to the elevator. I get to my room and uh, uh, I open the door and I sit down. And then now the police call me back. And they're like, hey, where are you? I'm in my room. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it, guys. I'm going to sleep this shit off. And they're like, no, no, we have to come see you because I go, you don't have to. It's me. You called me back. I'm good. And so now the police, I don't know who it is, but the police knock on my door, okay? This is a true fucking story. The police knock on my door, and I answer, and I go, I go, man, I'm good. Or I got kind of crack it because I, yeah. I locked it because I'm still paranoid, but I lock all yeah. the bolts and everything. And I, and I go, man, I'm good. Y'all can leave. Now. Don't worry about it. Y'all can leave. And then they go, you have to open the door. Otherwise, we're coming in regardless. Yeah. And I go, fuck. I open the blinds. I open the, the, I 
open the curtains and I grab the coffee table, like the little end table. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, oh man, the police are and I'm now just like black paranoid. I'm like, the police are gonna they come they're coming to kill me. <laughs> they think I'm the dude chasing other dude. They're coming to yeah. take me out. I just had this weird moment of like, I do not want to be murdered by the police tonight. So I'm about to throw this coffee table through the window because I, I convinced myself that I can oh make my God. I can make the jump. I was yeah. like, I saw Bruce Willis do this and he was like 50. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all I got to do is tuck and roll. I might sprain an ankle, but I should be able to get away. And then, so I opened it up and then I, then I was like, fuck it. Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, so then I put the coffee table onto the other bed. <laughs> okay. And I was like, fuck it. Okay, I, I got to answer the door. They're still knocking. I answer the door, but I take all my clothes off first. <gasps> I strip down to my underwear. What? I unlock the door, and then I just put the latch in. I was like, you can come in. Just give me like 10 seconds. So I strip down. I'm just sitting in my underwear, and I sit at the, the foot of the bed on the floor. Yeah. And hands behind my head, like crisscross. I was going to say Indian style, but you can't say that anymore. So I say crisscross. <laughs> so so yeah. I'm sitting there like this. They walk in, and it's like, Three or four cops, yeah. three paramedics, hotel security. It's like nine people in my room. And then I'm just hands behind my head. And they're like, sir, why are you naked? I go, ma'am, because I know if you shoot me, it's going to be very hard to put my clothes back on without bullet holes. So it's going to be hard to explain. And they're like, why would we what? shoot you? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> and so I go, it's going to be very hard. I was like, I don't know if you ever worked at Macy's. I did. It's hard to dress a mannequin. It has to be hard to dress a dead body. So, wow. And so they're like, why would we kill you? I go, motherfucker, I watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a black cop talking to me and a white cop talking to me and the white cop was like what happened I go man I don't know I smoked some shit I drank some shit I go that's okay because I'm a comedian right, right. <laughs> that's and, how the world works and then, then he goes he starts asking me questions I go I'm, I'm sorry man but I don't trust questions from you right now I need the black cop to talk to me and the black cop was kind of laughing I go I don't think this is funny right now <laughs> and so now <laughs> But I happened to have one of like the local like observer papers. And I was like, turn to page 13. My photo is right there. I'm headlining the comedy club. I got shows tomorrow. So please, if I die tonight, y'all going to have some explaining to do because I got two shows tomorrow. And so as I'm doing this, like the girl I was going out with at the time, like I call her. And they're like, who let her make a phone call? I was like, I, I got rights. <laughs> so they go, she goes, Tony, then I could have killed you. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm crying. I'm scared. Oh. I'm fucking you scared. Think was it had to be laced. It had to be laced. It had to be laced. So I look it up the next day, and, and so they're like, uh, she's on the phone, and the paramedics are like, you want to go to the hospital? I'm like, no, I want to sleep this shit off, and I want y'all to leave my room, to be honest with you. And they're already pricking my finger to take a blood sample to like see what it is, right? Because yeah. otherwise I, I have to go to the hospital if they don't do the blood sample. And so I go, no, I don't want to go. And uh, they finally leave my room and everything. And uh, they it's like a carbon copy on on uh, of like the, the report. Oh. And I put it on the um, on the other bed because I had like a two bed. The next morning, like it's like two o'clock. Ro Rojo hasn't heard from me at all. Yeah. And I'm, he knocks on the door. I was like, "What's up, man?" He's like, "What'd you do last night?" I was like, "I didn't even remember any of it." How did this all come back to you I, like I so vividly? Because I, so so he comes he comes back. <laughs> he comes into the room. I go nothing, man. He sits down on the other bed, and he sees the carbon copy yellow <laughs> form. He goes, "Yo, did you go to the hospital last night?" <laughs> And I was like, "Oh shit!" And that's when I remember everything. So and then, and then, um, and I, I couldn't like the whole day. I felt weird. I couldn't really function. And I had like, I just had to really start drinking and like put myself back in like a relaxed mode. And um, I told the story the next day or whatever, on, or the next night on stage. And um, it was weird as fuck. But people came on telling me after the show that people in Wilmington, like I guess East Coast, uh, smoke lace weed. It's like it's um, 
they take the nuggets and dip it in embalming fluid. Formaldehyde, oh. yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And, and they let it crystallize, and it's called Love Boat. Love Boat. Oh. And it's like, it's, and I, so I never got, I never called That's... the police department to, because I, because once you call, it releases my, it becomes yeah. an open file. Right. And the body right cam footage, and I was like, I can't have this body cam footage out here. Uh-uh. Of like me acting of, of like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I know that took a while, but that was my, like probably my worst road story. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, I mean, a great, I, amazing that's a great story. Us. Amazing I, for us. Terrible for you. I, I was <laughs> expecting something like, yeah, this guy, and then he wrote me a check, and it bounced, and I had to call him back, and then I had to go there again. And it, what, that's, I, will say, no. I did, will say that Tim paid on time. i honestly too like so before like a third into the story i was thinking like oh you know that call to dispatch like they play it at their christmas party and that's like the joke they're watching this footage so much i'm like oh this is just the story of the department (laughs) i was just tell that all the time i was just thinking the entire time like it was it was was denzel (laughs) washington from training day giving you a joint He's like, oh, I didn't know you like to get wet. Yeah. <laughs> sherm. You just smoked some sherm. Like, <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Dude, then my mom, I told my parents about it the next day. Because yeah. we, we, we headed out from uh, Wilmington that Sunday because we didn't have a Sunday show. We went to Atlanta to do shows. And then uh, we, told my, we went to my parents' house to go hang out for a little bit. And we told them the story. My mom was so mad at Rojo. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> and she was like, "I'm sorry, Miss. She was like, I'm sorry, Miss Bell. I'll never leave your baby boy alone again." Aww. I mean, that's such a cute mom thing. Aww. Not that you were like taking drugs off a random stranger. Yeah. Did you guys like, have rooms Rojo? near each other? Did it not the commotion not wake him up, or was he like? No, way no, he far had a different away? room. Yeah, but I mean, was he not near you on the no, same no. floor or anything? No. no, like he didn't hear because I don't even know if I don't know if he got too drunk and went back early, or if right. he got too high and went back early, yeah. or you know what. Because I, I was probably there another 20, 30 minutes. So he had already left. Yeah. It went back to his room. Yeah. I'm guessing. I, you know, I don't know where he was, but I know that he knocked on my door the next morning and it was, I didn't remember shit until I saw that form and uh. it all, it all came back. Uh. I'm going to be laughing about it's that. Pretty, oh I, I will say it's pretty smart on your part to be like, I'm going to get naked because you can't shoot a naked guy that put his clothes back <laughs> like that is some like grade a paranoia brilliance right there. that's true that is a, he, an impressive he me, he goes, the cop goes um uh do you know where you are i'm like yeah i'm in wilmington north carolina he goes do you know what year it is i go yes trump motherfucker like i remember <laughs> and, and they were kind of laughing they were kind of laughing at some point and they're like, man, this guy, is, he, this guy is a comedian. <laughs> I was like, somebody in here knows me. I've been on enough TV at this point. Somebody recognizes me. <laughs> but I've had a few, I've had a few, like, but also, like, I don't, I don't, I look for the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's moments, because I did one of, uh, I got cavity, not cavity check, but I got pulled to the back room at TSA mm-hmm. when, I, when I was here last week, oh, yeah. and then went to Kansas City, and when I was coming back. I was kind of giving the TSA guy shit because I had to go through the random, the random check, and nobody could go through the line until I went through. And so he's giving me the speech, and I'm like, I, I get it, man. You go, you got to touch my nuts, and you, and I can't go on this flight unless you touch my nuts. So just touch him. <laughs> and then he's like, Well, I have to give you the speech. I go, No, you don't. Just make this like an Apple contract. I'm gonna agree. Yeah. Either way, I can't go on this plane until you touch him, right? Well, Bryce, grab my balls, man. And so now you remember his name. Oh yeah, he had a name tag on. So, 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 so now I'm just, I'm like, look, I'll, let's not hold up the line. He goes, well, the rest of the passengers, and I'm like, they're not passengers. They're passengers. Are, they're in vehicles. These are people that are waiting, okay? So now I'm just like, now I'm going back and forth. I'm like, enough yeah. with the foreplay, man. Let's just fuck. <laughs> and so now people are, in, are entertained in the line. And he's yeah. like, well, I'm taking you to the back room. And I'm like, fuck, man. And a part of that is me being petty, but a part of it's like, 
Let's see where this story goes. Yeah. And I'm giving them shit, but also I got 45 minutes to wait, and I don't want to wait. But let's take this. Let's just see what happens. So sometimes I just do stuff to just see well, yeah, how he, far I can he's go. Gonna, he's got to take you to the comedy show. It's a date. Yeah. You know, you can't just get in there and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he purchased your time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm making you work, baby. Um, so we were talking before because we were wondering – You've done so many sitcoms and stuff yeah. like that. And why are you about to laugh? <laughs> no, I'm, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you wait, no, you know I'm not going in the direction that you think I'm going to go. But we were just like, as far as stand-up goes, what do you prefer? Or what do you... <clears throat> um, I still like stand-up better. I still like stand-up better. It's like, cause it's, because now I'm at a level of stand-up where I do the road a lot. And also like the acting is, is coming more frequently, right? But there's just still still a difference when... It's not your comedy. It's not your voice. And I mean, I've right. been lucky enough in the last few years, like the last few shows, where they will let me rewrite or do a take of my own so I can change the joke. And so that's freeing. Mm. But at this point, I don't think I'm going to do it, unless it's a drama or something, to like just get my acting chops up. I don't think I want to do another sitcom that's not produced by me or like mm. written by me or somebody who knows my voice because they bring in writers and you can pitch stuff. And I end up having to go, look, man, I get it. That's not a bad joke. But also, that's what a 55-year-old white guy would say, right. not a 35-year-old black guy. You know, so like, I'll take the joke, let me turn it, and then I'll do it. So, um, but at least, and I think Whitney Cummings told me this is, like, when it's your thing, if it, if it, if it, if it kills, I get all the credit. Right. If it bombs, I take all the heat. So it's like, it's, it's relying on yourself the whole time. So I think just the pressure of comedy is what I like, what I like the most. And it's like, it's always like a Rubik's Cube. It's like, like to take something that doesn't seem like it might work or people can relate to and if i if i can figure out a way to make it work it just it just feels like you you won right you know i got beat it i beat this system on this joke should not be funny to people (laughs) (laughs) but but i found a way to make it work yeah yeah did you did you get your like acting work from stand-up or were you you pursuing kind of both uh i kind of did the whole um like i minored in theater in college but i didn't go to like an art school but we didn't do a lot of plays, honestly, unless it was maybe a couple of us that wanted to do theater. And I was kind of, you know, one of the guys in school that was like, we'll do a production if I'm the lead. Because there was a very small department. Nobody really wanted to do anything. But I was like, I'll take, so you don't have to do as much. I'll take the lead. And then we'll, we'll I'll get it right motivated to want to do a play. And then I did like SCAD was around there. So it was like a bunch of like art students doing short films and student films and stuff. So it was like, I was kind of doing that. Then I went to Atlanta, but Atlanta wasn't what it is now as far as like the acting entertainment industry. Yeah. So I kind of did like some, I don't know, some background work, a couple like shitty independent films that never came out. And then just like the, the vibe of people. And I just didn't like it anymore. So I was like, I'm done with acting. And then I kind of, I mean, I was corporate for seven years. So I just had a job doing that uh, I worked for Anheuser-Busch. So I was doing marketing first. So I worked for Swivel Media in San Francisco, then I got I got this job with Budweiser or whatever, and then um, uh, that's how I started in Dallas actually. So I was I moved back from San Francisco. I was in Atlanta, and then I traveled a lot for the Budweiser job, and then they moved me to Miami for a little bit, then New Orleans for a little bit, and then Dallas for like five and a half years, and then like six months into Dallas, I was like, dude, I cannot just be twenty six years old and like working a nine to five, and then having weekends. This feels terrible Mm -hmm. it just it just was like oh this is is this this how people live and i get it if that's the button but i was like i can't do that i'm gonna go crazy and i was like i want to perform but i knew that my money was comfortable at a company car and laptop and credit card and all this coming i had like all the perks i was making like 65 a year 
you know, being 26, 27 years old. And then I was like, man, I'm a, I loved comedy. And I was like, and I wanted to perform, but I didn't want to depend on other people. And so I was like, I think I'm gonna just go watch some stand. And then I watched, I went to the couple clubs and like did some research on all the clubs in Dallas. And then I just got up in January of 08. And I was like, I think I'm gonna just, if I'm bad at it, at least I'll make some friends because I didn't know anybody there. If I'm good at it, at least I have a hobby now. And then like four years in, I was like, fuck it, man. I kind of rose kind of quick in Dallas. And then I was like, fuck it, man, I'm going to LA. And it kind of just, kind of just, then the NBC uh, stand up, like I won that in 2011. And that just kind of took me from there. So like, I just haven't, I have a very weird story because people ask me like, oh, like how do I become an actor? I was like, I do not know, man. I have no <laughs> idea. Like I, I, man, it was, it was, I moved to LA. I booked a commercial with no agent, no manager, like a Super Bowl commercial three weeks in. Wow. Then I booked like two more commercials in six months and then two more commercials. Then I was like, had an arc on a VH1 show. And then I booked Whitney in like 10 months. I was a regular on Whitney on NBC yeah. in less than a year. So like, I don't have a good story of advice. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Well, did here's you- my advice. Be charming and attractive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be extremely talented. Yeah. Uh, but So you were in Dallas. You started doing stand-up in Dallas and within four years you were moving out to L.A.? Yeah, so I started yeah oh eight and then I I was trying to I tell you what I was trying to get laid off through the through the because I wanted to yeah. I was I think nice I told you severance. This. I was like man just give me like because I was supposed to get thirty grand like like twenty eight grand twenty nine grand something like that because the company got bought out and uh, by InBev and so they were like kind of making the cuts and then my department kept on downsizing and I was like cool I'll, I'll just wait this out and then get my package and then I'll figure out what I'm gonna do after that I can I had other job offers and stuff so I was like if I want a job. I'll take it. Then I go to Austin. I'll get a job in Austin because I like Austin better. And then there's a better comedy scene yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah. And I was like, I'll, I'll, and then I'll figure out how to move to LA. And then they kept me around for two more years at Bowhazard because I was the only black dude in my department. So they couldn't like, I, it was like, it was like reverse affirmative action. Yeah. Like I just, I had to stay there and, and I just stopped working. I was like, and I literally stopped turning reports. I wasn't doing shit. I was just trying to get let go. We gotta, we gotta put a disclaimer on this episode that if you're currently unemployed and can't find work, don't listen to this because this son of a bitch can't not get a job. I, I want to get fired. No, no, no. We're gonna keep you. It's like, I'm so uh, hireable. Just, just fall, just falling ass backwards in the rolls. Uh, NBC, come on in. It was, ve- it was very like, I. Uh, so April, I was I was going through a breakup. The girl I was dating, I was like taking her back to Florida. I got the I finally got the call. It was April 11th. I got the call, and uh, I was driving her back to Florida. It was a weird drive because we were like both kind of crying and then stopping at rest stops to eat, and then like, oh, it's, it's not a bad drive, and then crying again some more. Oh. Then I dropped it back off in, in Orlando. <laughs> I fl- I flew back, and then uh, and I was like, okay, I, my lease in my apartment was up. And then a friend of mine, who her and her husband that I work with, she uh, was like, hey, man, we need somebody like to go by and cut the grass once a week. We'll pay you. Or you can just stay in the house, like fully furnished, fully furnished um, f- f- until we sell the house. And so I ended up living in like a five bedroom house <laughs> by myself. Like, too easy. Cable, cable was still on. <laughs> and, like, and I was still like doing like a little more road work. And it's like kind of expanding in comedy. And then, cause like nobody ever let me feature. I never got a chance to feature for anybody. So it was like, I'm just now just popping in spots. And like, I opened for Sebastian a couple of times, Kanane a few times, Darren Carter, uh, Andrew Kennedy, like, but nobody would ever take me with them. But I like those random, you know, hyenas will let me come feature every now and then. And then, uh, and then August of 2011, me and Mark Agee just moved out to, to LA with roommates and, and shit happened like 
you know, pretty fucking quick. So, yeah, man, I'm sorry. This is a depressing story of my success. But, but yeah, I mean, like, stuff really, like, I don't know. Like, I always figured out the, the, like, the two-year plan and then the five-year plan, ten-year plan. And it's like, all right, how can I put as much work in early to, like, if the two-year plan happens, then great, because I'll still hit these goals. But can I be reaching for the five while I'm still reaching for the two? And then I'll watch a lot. Like, I don't – like, you've seen me. I, like, I'm social, yeah, but I'm still, like, watching everything. I'm still watching people's interactions and how they – and most comics do. Yeah. But, like, I want to know how bookers work and then club owners work and then how road comics work. and Because like, I, I call them studio comics and road comics because there's some comics that never leave the city. Mm-hmm. Or never leave LA go on the road or never leave New York go on the road. And then some dudes do both. So it's like, I'm gonna split my time to like, I wanna know if Middle America laughs at this. I also wanna know if the coasts laugh at this. And I and and just trying to figure out what's the best way of like Barry Barry Katz called me one time. He was like, You have a very white collar look in delivery with blue collar material so everybody can understand it. Yeah. And so I don't know if he said that to everybody. He might just say that shit all the time. But. <laughs> well, that's it. we actually kind of said that before was, you got yeah, here. We kinda. were because we were talking because I was watching some of your stuff before you got here, and I said, you know, it's you're not. I wouldn't call you clean because you don't, you know, you curse, but like you're very relatable and like the, yeah. the, it's like you're not edgy. You're not pushing an envelope where it's like oh I my really God, don't talk did. sex. I really yeah. don't like. I'm just now getting into like a darker yeah like a darker mode of like can I explore more, but. But I, I think everybody from 18 to 80 can, other than some fucks and, you know, motherfuckers every now and then, you can bleep and still get the joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, yeah, I, I try to do my best to, to not offend anyone, you know, like, but also I don't care. If, like now, I mean, I'm doing R. Kelly stuff. I'm doing Epstein stuff now, you know, just like, but that's very difficult for me because I'm usually just telling personal stories. Yeah. So. Why do you not want to offend? Uh... Just the the cancel culture now. Mm. Like I don't want I don't want you know everybody talks about it now. It's like I don't want to have that one idea that I'm trying to work out. Yeah. Like I got this I got this thing that's working well and people don't want to laugh at it, but I'm glad they're breaking because it's not normally my style. Because mm-hmm. it's more of a perspective piece than a personal thing about me. But I, I like I'm doing this R Kelly thing now where I'm basically paralleling R Kelly to Willy Wonka. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna give you the bit, but like that's I'm 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 painting the picture. Yeah. And then people are laughing at the at the comparison, and so I don't really have to finish the joke. So really, anything you think is remember. remember I mean, like, R. Kelly's got an album called The Chocolate Factory. Yeah, one hundred percent. Thank you for ruining my punchline. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Tone Bell this weekend. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I I mean I feel like most of the comics we see, that's all they do is yeah. try to try to offend or well, try to push the envelope and stuff. So I, I mean, think I think y'all have more of them. My, and simply my humble opinion, more New York, and I think crowds are are more lenient in New York. I mean, not as I'm not saying nice, but I'm saying accepting mm. of like allowing you to do like crazier shit. Yeah, and I mean, there's a there's a pocket of L.A. comics that do it and do it well, but I do think you think people like in the middle middle America get just more offended by that stuff because I've, I've seen people in this and just in this club so many times they walk, like I've seen. Bill Burr come in and walk tables like yeah. just, just they can't like I don't know I but just, but I I think it's easier to try it here too like if I wanted to like if I'm doing a joke about like I've, I've been doing doing this bit about how um, 
I think finger fucking is nostalgic now, <laughs> right? Uh huh. <laughs> but I'm I'm more apt to do it in New York than I am L.A. because I feel like L.A. people. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. But, but then like people in New York go go on. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna like it, but I'm I'm definitely gonna listen to it. You have my attention. Yes. <laughs> and if you, at the end of it you'll leave because maybe you didn't like it, but but in L.A. like you still feel people tighten up. I think yeah. a little a little quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I mean, that's it's funny because there's name of your special is can't cancel this yeah and when i saw that i immediately assumed that was in relation to the cancel culture no no no, no. so like yeah. that's that's pre the hashtag cancel culture yeah the can't cancel this because none of it's like a family actually this is interesting because i've never thought about it like that i actually just got goosebumps thinking about what you just said that's interesting it really was because i've had six canceled shows yeah <laughs> as rachel kind of alluded to earlier when she said <laughs> In the in I the past tense, like that. oh, just, you've been on a lot of shows. <laughs> that's what I said. I've, you've been on quite a few. Uh, shows. Yeah, but so I, I, that's what I assumed when I saw it, and then I was watching some of the bits. And I was like, oh, this is this is refreshing because it's just funny, and like I said, it's not clean, right? But it's it's relatable, and it's like everybody can laugh at it. You know, yeah. it's like, and that's look, I like edgy i like comics that push the envelope and make me go fuck i shouldn't be laughing at that but i am yeah i love that too but it's also refreshing to just watch someone who's just funny yeah, yeah. i mean just i'm like, not i'm not you know old school cosby clean but i'm also not richard pryor well God. neither is cosby <laughs> <laughs> but also but also and that's and I, you know what's funny is like that's the reason why i'm starting to go there but so i have the option because i am starting to paint myself career-wise tv-wise most of my movies or tv shows have been lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And so people expect me to be that dude. Yeah. And I don't want you to think I'm not gross sometimes or I don't have dark thoughts. Like, I'm going to say this because I, 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 that's one thing about, uh, we can't get into this, but <laughs> this one thing about, I remember Kevin Hart saying this, um, like, I'm, I'm the family guy. I'm, I do bits and I do, you know, some edgy stuff here and there, but like, I can't, he can't pull with Patrice or Bill Burr or like, that's just not what fans are used to. To him saying right. like i gotta be a little above board i'm i'm pretty family friendly yeah. yes i curse and yes i can get you know not that i can't talk sex but i can't go and he's not a political comedian he's not you know he's not gonna do what chris rock does or Chappelle does and i mean that's just not who he is that's why you know after the oscar thing like he'd have to talk about it if he holds it out now i got now it has to be a part of the show and it's like that's not what i do yeah so it's like and i'm i don't want not the option to do it I guess but that's I also don't want that to be my so brand. Because that gives you more, people more of an eye into who you actually are. Right. Yeah. But um, you about to say something? No. <laughs> you, <laughs> you you started with the butt on, so I was waiting. You for had you. you had like the lip, Sorry. like you yeah. like you like you were moving the lip, like you had something, and then nothing came out. Yeah. <laughs> this is also weird to just be so nice to you for such a long time. I know the this of is time. not this is we've never talked this long, <laughs> and you've never been so pleasant to me. You know, this is starting to become another through line in this in this podcast is the comics coming on and saying to Rachel, you've actually been nice to me. <laughs> You're never nice to me. But they hate it. They hate it when I'm nice. That's the funny thing is like. I love it with you. You know, you know what? Because you know what she's like, like oh, this is like a, maybe a year or two ago. I was at the club and then I was, I was by myself. And she goes, oh, you didn't bring company this time? <laughs> Cause she's like, you always, you always. No, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. I, this was like way more recent than a year ago. No, yes, no, it was. I no. Said, Where do you find them? 
Do you, do you have well, them no, booked, you said like, that, lined up for every, you said that this for year. every spot? I was you, like, do you just have them, like, in line to come every time you have a spot? I, like, it's, it's impressive. I was, like, it, was it Sunday late night show? I like <laughs> I like female companionship. I like I, mean, I, I have, have good friends. I don't and, and I must say the ones that you bring are very pleasant. Aren't they nice? They're very nice. You should you should you should learn something from and them. They laugh every- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> but they seem to love it when I bust your balls. Oh so. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's great because I because I respect you. Oh well, we gotta we gotta I guess we gotta wrap up. You got anything? What do you got coming out? Uh, I have a movie coming out September thirteenth. It'll be in select theaters and uh, I, I guess it's uh, on on demand and like streaming or whatever. I don't think it's Netflix streaming, but I think it's on like streaming platforms uh, like the Amazons and the uh, Epics or you know just your cable provider. And then um uh and, and it's I'm gonna get to it oh. and um and Sashir is one of the leads of it and Dewanda Wise and uh, Elon no- uh, Noel. And Kim Whitley and myself is called The Weekend, directed by Stella McGee. So it's a it's a nice, um, kind of like a, kind of like a new Love Jones, like from Ooh. like yeah. So it's kind of like a nice, like grounded um, romantic comedy. And then I have uh, one coming out uh, top of next year called Sylvie with Tessa Thompson. Nice. Uh, and then I'm just back on the road. So I got uh, uh, Hartford this weekend, Hartford, Connecticut this weekend, and then uh, North Carolina I got uh, Raleigh, Durham, September, and then I'm taking off for a month because I need a break, and then. Uh, um, uh, Vegas. First time playing Vegas in like five years. Wow. Ooh. So yeah. Vegas. And Rojo's never been to Vegas, so this is gonna be wild. Aww. I can't wait to see what kind of shit he gets into. <laughs> Vegas is fun. Yeah. He's gonna be the one calling the cops. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone knocks on the door, just take your clothes off. I think we've learned. It's like, sir, put your clothes on. I just, I just want to know if you wanted extra pillows. Put your clothes on. I don't oh, think, sorry. I think I've ever told it like on a podcast or anything. So hope, hopefully, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a good story. Thank well, you, Tone. Yeah, thanks for coming Absolutely, in. It was man. great. Goodbye, everybody. Toodles. Thank you for listening to This Is Not A Green Room. We are available wherever you get your podcasts, including Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, as well as the Laughable app. And wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating so that other people can find us and love us too. You can find us online at Not A Green Room on Instagram and Twitter, and you can check out the club at New York Comedy on Twitter and NY Comedy Club on Facebook and Instagram.